Welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, uh, the podcast, episode 21. Uh, I am your host, Kanzi11, aka Farley, and this week I am joined by uh, my <laughs> You didn't fuck up. <laughs> I know, I, I was going to throw you under the bus, and I thought, no, that's just, it's just mean. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Richie. Richie, introduce yourself. Hi, Farley. Hello. Um, if you do not know, That Guy's a Maniac is a website we've been running for a long time now. We used to write blog posts, but now we just <laughs> upload these podcasts. Uh, you can find that at www.thatguys.co.uk. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, also under That Guy's uh, Maniac. And today uh, we have a very special episode about a particular Loot him up. <laughs> a looter. A looter. <laughs> a, <laughs> not a schluter, a looter. Yeah. Uh, but before that happens, Richie, how, how is this podcast possible? This podcast is made possible by our sponsor, and our sponsor this week is Griswold's Smithery. For all your randomly generated stat, weapon, and armor needs, Griswold's Smithery. Yay. Resort Smithery. Thank you very much, <laughs> Resort Smithery. Is it Smithery or is it Blacksmith? I, I mean, I, I as I was saying the word, I was thinking, that's not right. <laughs> it's a good job we don't fuck up the sponsor every week. <laughs> it's a good job. Uh, so you want to talk about, or you tell, you tell us, what, what series do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I have, because, you know, I'm an aging gamer, Whenever somebody sort of um, mentions an old game or something like that, the automatic instinct is to, oh, let's dig it out and play it again. It must be great, you know, and, and play it without any fucking, um, you know, rose-tinted glasses and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, I started getting a little um, excited about... Diablo 4 because it was announced uh, about six months ago and I was just thinking that's good I'm looking forward to that game coming out and then I was thinking to myself how much I liked Diablo 2 and and I actually I have it it's like on my uh, Battle.net account a few years ago they did this thing where you could just put your CD keys onto your Battle.net account and you could just download it whenever you need it sort of thing and I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a go. Um, so, <laughs> for the past uh, sort of week or so, I have been playing Diablo 2, a game from, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, and Yeah, 2000. And I've actually been enjoying it. Um, it's... Uh, I think it's kind of stood the test of time quite well. I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't too. Um, there wasn't too much of a point of. Um, what's it called? Uh, rose tintedness. Um, like it was just kind of like this is exactly the same game I remember it being. This is what I wanted as well. So I was just kind of yeah. like, this is fun. This is good. Um, that being said, after a day of playing it, I was just kind of like, oh, I remember this differently. Well, I remember um, actually having like more inventory space and stuff like that. Then I realised I didn't really play the main game that much. I actually played it 
with quality of life mods on them. Yeah. So um, I had a little look into it and the, the mod scene for Diablo 2 is just astounding. It's still all going out there. Um, and basically there is a sort of a consensus amongst the forums and the websites and all that sort of stuff, mod DBs, like the best way to play it is with a mod called Path of Diablo. Um, and basically what that does is increases your uh, inventory space. It does tweak a couple of the skills, but just to make characters actually viable uh, in game, sort of balancing that Blizzard should have done almost. Um, and yeah, I, it, it's it, it's actually a lot of fun. And I've decided I'm gonna play it through and defeat the end bad guy of of the Diablo 2 expansion. Um, and yeah, it's just it's weird because like it was genuinely on a whim. It was like I watched the Diablo 4 trailer again. I thought, oh, this is cool. I'm looking forward to this. I remember Diablo 3. I had fun with that. Diablo 4 and then like, mm, Diablo 2 was the best experience that I had for Diablo. Does it still stand the test of time? And it does kind of, I mean, there are mods out there that um, make it like a bit more suitable for um, modern day machines because uh, in Diablo 2 there is two resolutions available which is 640 by 480 and 600 by 800 which is tiny by today's 4k standards um so I, all the pixels are like as big as your fist on your monitor you know um but there are ones that like uh, make the screen even bigger so you're just like a tiny person or there's ones which actually do a little bit of smoothing over it and to be honest i i just play it in 640, 600 by 800 and i just enjoy the box and the full screen and sort of that feeling of nostalgia but at the same time this is still a very playable game so did you play Diablo 2 at all no no, okay. <laughs> no, uh, no I, I didn't so I've, I've not um I've not had any hands-on time I think uh with any you definitely did I, I I'm no, only I saying that because of one thing and that was when we were kicking about in Randy McSporn's room I think you played it and you picked up crude hand axe and all you did for I think most of the rest of the day was repeat the words I have a crude hand axe I have a crude hand axe <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think I actually touched a mouse though I mean, I mean and this is, this is what I was going to start with so though I haven't played it uh, and, I, and I'm interested to see how, how this is the case almost everybody I know who was uh, playing games was playing Diablo 2 for like a huge chunk of time there as well. Now, I, I don't think I don't I didn't get the sense that everyone played the first Diablo, um, but for a time period for a period it just seemed that you know everyone who had a PC was playing um, Diablo 2, uh, and yeah, back in the day you'd kind of you know have <laughs> you'd have house parties. Uh, you, can you can always guarantee that somebody would be sat in the corner just, you know, playing Diablo 2, maybe have a little crowd around them. Um, so have you have you played all three of them? How did you get, how did you, yeah, was it an advert? Was it a recommendation from a friend? Was it... Um, I played Diablo 1. 
uh, I played Diablo 1 and I think it was, um, it may have actually been like Doppelganger that got me into it uh, mm-hmm. because he was entirely a Mac gamer and uh, back in the day, because I don't know if we've said that enough times in this podcast, um, <laughs> but back in the day, um, Blizzard were very, very um, pro bringing out on both systems so all of their you know the warcraft warcraft 2 even world of warcraft and all of all of the diablo games and things like that they all came out on pc and mac um and i think they had cross play as well so wow. you could actually yeah i know so because it's all sort of online sort of interactions i think you could actually like uh play against your mates who are playing on a mac and things like that um don't quote me on that I have a feeling that, that was the case. It might not be the case, um, but I think their Battle.net thing was quite. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It meant to be able to sort of do cross-play and cross-compatibility. Um, yeah, I know that they, certainly in later games, definitely were able to as well. Um, but yeah, so I played uh, Diablo One um, and. I mean, it was dark, it was dungeony, it was very much uh, of that kind of, I don't want to say Tolkien-y, uh, Tolkien-ish sort of vibe, but it definitely had a sort of D&D vibe to it, you know what I mean? Ah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't all dwarves and orcs and things like that, it was a, a town of humans and there's magic um, and there's also like imps and monsters, really, as opposed to, you know, hobbits living in a shire and stuff like that. Um, so it was a very, very D&D inspired game, but it didn't go as deep into mechanics as, say, something like Baldur's Gate or whatever, because that was like super, super uh, D&D stuff where I think you actually see dice rolls on the screen of whether or not you got a crit or you've been failed an initiative check or something like that Um, but yeah it's uh, yeah it's um, it was like it was a a, a, a very engaging game because it was random each time you'd sort of play it Um, oh yeah I I forgot that I forgot that kind of side of things so just in case there are people out there who have never heard of Diablo and to be fair it was, it was like it was more than ten years, wasn't it, between Diablo two and three? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, there might be some people who just completely missed it um, and didn't get on Diablo three. Describe what kind of game it is. What's the, what's the, how do you play it? What's the loop? <laughs> the loop. <laughs> um, well, the premise behind it. Um, as it, it is reasonably story rich as well as there's a bad guy called Diablo who's spreading evil in the world and whilst he's doing so all of his minions are kicking about in dungeons and he's corrupted um, sort of kings or, um, or or people around him and stuff like that and you basically play one of um, the hero classes in Diablo 1 I think it was Rogue, a Warrior and uh, a Wizard Um, and you can 
with those different um, characters. You gain XP and you gain new skills. Um, but ultimately what it is, is clicking on the enemies <laughs> until they die using your skills, either defensively or offensively. And they have a loot table which drops items. And the fun part is how different the items can be and sort of setting up your character with them. And ultimately, you do do a lot of lather, rinse, repeating of going down and fighting boss characters because they've got a bigger loot table um, to try and get items that are more beneficial to you and perhaps the build that you kind of followed and done. Um, and Diablo 2 kind of expands on that a little bit more. Um, they give you more classes. Um, uh, they give you more cinematics in between each of the five acts that it's sort of um, split up into. And I must uh, sort of quickly sort of state that I'm talking about Diablo 2 plus its expansion, um, Lord of Destruction, uh, <laughs> which sounds like a mobile game name at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's not not generic is it <laughs> destruction um, I just I just remember watching it uh, probably from mid game it was just hitting things hitting things hitting things hitting things until the inventory yes. was full a lot of looking at the inventory inventory juggling going back to town sell 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 and go back out uh, hit things hit things hit things hit things hit things and that that seemed to be the loop or the cycle that I was kind of I mean ultimately yeah you could break it down to going out making the effort to get a bunch of scratch cards you go back yeah. to town scratch them off and if any of them are good you equip them uh, but more often than not they're not and you just sell them for money which you can then use to actually buy scratch cards later on <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah but there is also there like Sorry, go on. Was there a slot system on the gear all throughout, or is that just something that later games had? What do you mean by slot system? So you pick up gear... This may not even be double. You pick up gear which has, you know, three slots which you can put gems or something in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was introduced in um, Lord of Destruction, the expansion of Diablo 2, um, where you get sockets... Or actually, no, I think it was in the original. It was in, they, get, they added runes in uh, Lord of Destruction. So yeah, you get sockets in them and you get gems which you can power up. Um, and the gems have like different um, attributes depending on what piece of armor you put them in. Uh, if you put them in a weapon, if you put an emerald in a weapon, it does poison damage. If you put it in your uh, chest, it does like adds to dexterity or something like that. And then it, it has similar effects when you move it into different... Uh, pieces um, but yeah yeah there was a socketing system it got more complicated when you could um, make runes rune words so runes were ones that dropped and had slightly different more special effects um, but when you combine them together you could create very very unique pieces of armor that were um, very desirable like just giving everybody the ability to teleport and things like that um, but yeah, the the rune words were um, were introduced and so it was it was a fun mechanic. But of course, the drop rates in these runes 
where again they were insane like you could spend hours and hours and hours running at a boss character over and over and maybe get three or four runes but the high level ones you know you have to be able to take down the highest level version of the boss character over and over and over and even then sometimes it's better to do other characters because they've got different loot tables and things like that it becomes quite um uh, what's the word i'm looking for uh, there, there's a meta in there uh, which needs to be explained to you by people on online forums <laughs> as to what is the best way to sort of approach and attack this game to get the most optimal gear for absolutely no good reason <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I mean there was an online component which you uh, kind of touched on um, I guess unlike you know, if, if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast unlike uh, some of your WoW exploits, you know, the, the reason why you're running loot over and over and over again to get optimized gear or specific gear uh, is to make your life a little bit easier. But in this game, in these games, it, you know, there's an end. Uh, there's a big boss. Um, I, I remember that, uh, you know, you can, it, the, the end boss kind of becomes laughable. Um, if you gear up, you know, if you gear up enough, it's just, yeah, if Stop you gear up and level up enough, it's just kind of a one-hit wonder sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but it depends on the difficulty level as well, because uh, as you complete each level of um, Diablo 2, you uh, you get unlock a new, a harder version of the story with, with harder enemies and things like that. Um, yeah. And I can't think of many games in the genre, because I know, I know that it wasn't the first game in the genre because when it first came out, uh, Winter Diablo came out in the late 90s, there were quite a few PC games that looked similar. Um, yeah, I mean, the the arts, the gritty, dark sort of dungeon and, Dungeons and Dragons, literally dungeony thing was used on a lot of games in the late 90s and I, I don't know yeah. who the appeal market was, but I think it was the guys in the fingerless gloves with the leather trench coats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the PC market was just very much dominated by dark demons from hell, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. Even Doom yeah. uh, to a certain extent as well. Yeah, but just the you know, just the viewpoint, which is isometric. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isometric. Um, I, I, so yeah, so just remember seeing generic looking barbarians from an isometric point of view with a you know some kind of hud with um you know, gothic architecture and horns and a skull with flame eyes around it uh, so that was that was <laughs> very much around a lot of the time yeah uh, and then of course today um it, it's a whole branch of free to play right is that kind of game um they tend to focus more on uh you know play it on your mobile connect with up to four people um basically just diablo for a new age but but yeah free yeah yeah no i mean there are there are definitely there's clones of it uh, as well that still exist to this day um and there's ones that are supposedly better as well like i believe torchlight and torchlight 2 they get a lot of um love for being diablo-ish um, 
and uh, they've got the same sort of random loop mechanic and to a, a certain extent it's really weird but uh, Borderlands is practically just Diablo 2 or Diablo games yeah. but with a first person shooter um, interface rather than an isometric one um, like even down to some of the stats that they, they choose and things like that it's, it's very very um, very evident when you play those games how similar the loot system is <laughs> and then I guess the, the two big direct comparators today are Divinity and Pillars of Eternity Oh, Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. But Divinity, I don't think, is a looty one. I think it's a bit more rpg I don't know. Um, maybe. Okay. But Divinity, as we know, is actually it's been out for ages. You know? <laughs> it's, it's nearly like sort of 2010 it's been out since or something like that. It only just made it into our list. Did it make it into our list? Yeah. Oh, no, no. That was a different yeah. list. <laughs> this is a list that we did uh, on our website. Do you remember we did a list of, like, um, the best games of 2000 so far? Yeah, 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 of the decade. Uh, but Divinity, for some reason, was one of these... It was those shitty BuzzFeed things. Um, <laughs> Divinity 2 was, for some reason, there twice. I mean, players of oh. Divinity probably know. Yes. <laughs> That's right, okay. Because I was like, I can't remember you playing it, or I have ever said you'd played it. No, I remember we were looking at it and saying, yeah. I've definitely I've got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've not played it. Um, so, why did you go back to Diablo 2 and not right the way back to the beginning? Um, I well, I mean, I actually picked up um, Diablo 1 um, because they re-released it on good old games, GOG. Um, yeah. and I thought yeah that's that's worth having as a game uh, because that is one of the few that you actually don't get on the, the, the Battle.net um, installer um, but yeah I had a little play at it and it's just so fucking slow um, I, I think Diablo Diablo do Diablo <laughs> Diablo the blue version of Diablo um, <laughs> uh, Diablo is a bit more um, it, it's slower and I, even down to just probably not even having a run key um, but even just like traipsing through the dungeon and, and even worse um, uh, resolution rates it was um, it didn't capture as much as it needed to I think with Diablo 2, there's enough fast-paced action going on to keep you engaged, but that's just completely lost in, um, what's it called, in Diablo 1. So I don't think it stood the test of time as, as well as Diablo 2, and I'm sure there's a bunch of neckbeards which are, you know, shaking their jowls at me um, <laughs> in, in disgust. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's uh, really just a case of... Um, Diablo 2 stood the test time a little bit better. And it's got a run button. I feel like Diablo 1, if it had a run button, I couldn't find it. <laughs> but it was just very, very slow. Yeah. Hello. Um, 
<laughs> and what? Uh, so with this rerun you've been doing, have you been using an old character? Have you started again? Are you running? Oh, I started fresh. Um, I I didn't. Uh, I mean, I do actually have a save file um, kicking about um, from like the original saves where I've got. I've got Random Explorer's character, I've got Doppelganger's character, I've got my own <laughs> characters, and they're all kicking up in like the high 70s or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I could go, I've gone back and jumped in and started doing that, but I kind of, I wanted to do, do it fresh. You know, fresh, that meme fresh. That's what I wanted to do, just sort of jump in, play it, enjoy it for what it was. And I mean, I don't think I'm going to play it to level 70. Like, I'm going to get yeah. to the end character, uh, have a bit of fun, um, and then I'll just drop it again for, you know, until I'm 50, and then have another go then. <laughs> <laughs> so what what uh, what class are you going through this time? Uh, I, I, that much I did actually go back to my roots with. Um, I went back as a necromancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the options in Diablo 2 are... Assassin, Barbarian, Amazon, um, Druid, Necromancer, Mage, and Cocks and Balls. God, what is it? What's the last one? Is it Hunter or something? No. Uh, I'm trying to think of a generic <laughs> did I say Am- Did I say Amazon? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I think it's Necromancer. The last one's Necromancer. Okay. Um, And yeah, I mean, my allure to the class was like, it was the first character I played as. Um, It gets a little weaker once you start doing like the hard nightmare modes. Um, But uh, I just fancied doing that and just like having a bunch of skeletons around me to do all the work for me. And that's. You know, it, it just appealed for me to go back and have a little look at that game and play it from that side that I did before. Normally, the character I usually play as would be Paladin. Always, always fucking Paladins, you know? Um, but uh, I just decided to mix up a little bit, go back and do my original character all over again. <laughs> and have... Because Blizzard occasionally they release kind of like crossover stuff, um, or they have little cameos. Has Diablo ever popped up in anything else? Or well, one of like, uh, Blizzard's biggest um, franchise, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, yeah, it has everybody and everything in it. It has like an enemy called the Butcher um, from Diablo One, which makes occurrences in all the other Diablo games. Um, uh, makes cameos there, and uh, yeah, it, it, they definitely have all of their potential characters in that Heroes of Storm, and it's just a, it's just a, a Dota League of Legends clone, um, which apparently isn't very good either. But there you go. Oh really? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. there's, there's diehard ones that will love it, but like I, I think I played it when it first came out, and I just wasn't interested. I can see <laughs> why that people. Because there was um, there was some Hearthstone crossover stuff, wasn't there? I think yes. That was the hook, and it yeah. was like, oh, if you if you play Heroes of the Storm, you get 
Yikes. If if you win one game of this, you get that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, I mean, Blizzard nowadays, I mean, this is... It's it's a big thing, sort of like going back and playing Diablo two, and seeing it, and it's sort of gritty and it is a fucking brutal game, you know. There's like the corpses of people just sort of attached to um, pikes, and you know there's dismembered bodies and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, this is actually quite a brutal, brutal game. And when you compare it to the sort of Disneyfied version of Blizzard you see nowadays, it's especially when you look at like Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone or World of Warcraft. I mean, I don't know if you've seen any cutscenes from uh, recent World of Warcraft at all, have you? No, I was gonna uh, we'll, we'll put a pin in that and come back to it um, because you mentioned briefly the cutscenes was the thing that David Tuesday, and for a while, kind of Blizzard. Uh, games were kind of known for their amazing cutscenes. You know, I remember probably some of the earliest days on YouTube was looking up Blizzard cutscenes because you know, if otherwise you only get to see them you know once per playthrough or whatever, uh, or you know, you couldn't just easily just find the videos or capture them or whatever. Um, but no, I've, n- I've not seen any modern World of Warcraft. Well, oh, is there? Was there a thing where they were on airships and it's all glowy and the man falls off a big airship into some water? Yeah, but the big thing is, like, with World of Warcraft now, it's basically become episodic. So uh, with each patch that is coming out, you're also getting the storyline advancing, like a fucking Coronation Street um, sort of thing. Sort of every three months... Here's a bit of the plot, and this is why this thing's happening, and here's a big, pretty cutscene to go with it. Um, but what's really weird and jarring is like the mage that had disappeared for a while, Jaina. She was in the um, like Warcraft Three as well. She she disappeared, and then she came back, and she's got a white streak in her hair, and she throws around ice Classic. magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she throws around you know. ice magic. Yeah. But she looks like Elsa from Frozen <laughs> in every way possible. You know, you just like you you can almost see her just want to break in to let it go any minute now, you know? And it's it's really weird. Um and basically there's there's two leading ladies in World of Warcraft at the moment. There's Sylvanas, um, who is a dead elf. Um or Undead Elf, who has just pretty much started the new expansion by destroying all of the Lich King's um, powers. So all that stuff that we did 10 years ago for like defeating the Lich King seemed a bit pointless, but there we go. Um, Arthur's dead, someone else took over, and now she's just sort of ripped that away um, in one sort of move. And then on the Alliance side, you've got Jaina, who's a mage who can fly ships in the air and has um, a white streak and yeah, just looks like Elsa. So you got these two women of World of Warcraft. She has a blonde streak. And white hair. Yeah, white hair with a blonde streak. 
Oh, there you go. She's even more Elsa then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she used to have blonde hair. Um, so something okay. happened. Um, <laughs> she's, she had a little bit of a shock or something like that. But yeah, so oh, she yeah. runs around about, you know, with her hair, doing things and, you know, being unhappy. But yeah, just look it up on um, YouTube at some point. Battle for Azeroth, they're doing this whole big Coronation Street saga. I think her mum had something to do with things and she killed somebody who once helped her or she's might even be sexing Thrall in the background or something like that. So it's very, very boring, pointless things, which is why nobody should play retail. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I've diverged from Diablo 2. But yeah, but everything is very, very cartoony nowadays. And I think what I quite liked about seeing the Diablo 4 um, uh, trailer was that it, it was gritty. It was bloody, it was gory, it was like, oh, right, okay, cool. Well, this this is a real step away from, you know, PG-13 Disney Blizzard, uh, whereas now it's fucking R-18 Hellraiser shit going on. So I, I, that's why I was like, this, this, is, this is where the two differences happen here. There is a big horror, you know, and, and gore influence on the Diablo uh, side of things so like, yeah I'm excited yeah. for that yeah which is interesting because I wasn't it in fact wasn't it Diablo that <clears throat> was one of those early games that um, kicked off controversy because yep uh, in fact I think the German like version has China, zero blood Germany Australia yeah. you can't show blood or dismemberment or skeletons or whatever blood is um, a complete no-no for all German games for a long time so every game for a long time had uh, different um, yeah, options to like either remove blood or a very common thing that uh, developers would do was make the blood green. Yeah, I remember there's a lot of games coming out with the make blood green um, yeah. option. Um, so perhaps wrapping up, what are your hopes, dreams? So. Just to briefly touch, <coughs> you bought Diablo three, and then you and um, Doppelganger just caned it in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> a Doppelganger went way, way, way further in on it. But I mean, D Diablo three had um, it's had a lot of iterations. When it first came out, it had the the whole mess with the auction house, the madness of being oh. able to use real money to buy yeah. fake item, fake randomly generated items. And all that sort of stuff was um it was mental um and they they changed so much about it they've changed drop rates so like nowadays all you do to play diablo is you actually play a full fresh um run through of the game but they've tweaked the season to have little fun different things so you can now have like extra effects on weapons or you can everybody gets a you know a paladin skill or something like that um, each season and basically you play through from fresh um, you get your character up to the highest level possible um, and you try and defeat the highest difficulty you can with the gear you have over and over and over um, its loop is most definitely a loop um, and 
what bothered me the most about Diablo 3, um, and I think it was the same thing that um, Doppelganger, why he ended up dropping off it as well, is despite the characters looking different and feeling a little bit different, ultimately the, the bottom line, which I mentioned before, it's hit things to make things pop and drop loot um, is all that you do and you find the best way to do that with whatever meta guides you find um, and you just basically hold down all the buttons walk in, kill everything and then you hope for these items falling it, it's just a loot pinata game um, weirdly I bought it for the Switch as well as the PC um, yeah. and when I played it on the Switch I was like oh yeah, this was always meant to be a console game. Why the fuck was I playing on the PC? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it plays very constantly. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's you could pick it up and you could play it, and you would get your Diablo three kicks. Um, but I don't understand why people are still playing it now because it is hella repetitive, hella repetitive, with very little gain out of it either. But yeah, um, and, and that, so with that, that yeah. <laughs> what are your hopes, fears, dreams for Diablo 4? Uh, my hopes for Diablo 4 are not to get too involved in the multiplayer side of things. Uh, what I liked about uh, Diablo 2 was the division that existed between um, the online ladder and the online boards and all that sort of stuff. Um, and just a single player um, and sort of like never the twain shall meet um, when you did um, co-op um, sort of stuff you could actually just take your character in uh, and play along with a mate but they'd set like the XP rates to be perfect so they didn't you could boost people or any sort of shit like that it was more a case of you know you just play with your mates and that's how it works um, but with uh, Diablo 3 it almost became multiplayer is endgame mm-hmm. um, if you know what I mean so it's like once you've got to the point where you're popping your loot pinatas no problem I'd bear in mind with Diablo 3 you always need to be online as well which was again another big thing of controversy uh, when it first came out as well um, but um with Diablo 3, you play it through, you do your uh, pinata popping, um, but then you need to get higher in the ranks by playing higher levels with more players. So with the more players you have, the higher difficulty content you can do. And it became this weird meta of you have to have this setup um, of characters. Um, so if you decided to choose that you wanted to play a monk um, for this season and it turns out the meta for that doesn't include the the character party makeup of two necromancers a barbarian and a crusader um, then you're you're fucked you're not going to get any groups you know because that's the only thing that people care about um, and that's what kind of made it a bit sad for me is like the metas evolved so quickly um, for these seasons that it was kind of what's the point I'm just following someone else's guide on how to play this game mm-hmm. over and over and over um, and yeah it, it just became a bit sad and then 
I thought, oh, I'll play it with a different character, I'll play it with the Necromancer, you know, they brought that out for Diablo 3, and as I was playing it, I was just like, this is the same as every other fucking character. You, you're just making the things pop in different ways, and that is all. <laughs> so, uh, Diablo 3 has left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, in that it's fine, you can get your kicks from it if you want, but at the same time it feels more loot pinata than any of the other ones did. Um, but with Diablo 4, um, I hope that there is a solid single player aspect where you can work on creating your character and making it better and not having ridiculous means of how to sort of set the difficulties. Oh, that's another thing I sort of should have mentioned. It's like, as you proceed through the difficulty levels in Diablo 3, you know, it was usually it's like, it was normal, hard, hell, nightmare mode. And it suddenly became like Nightmare 1, Nightmare 2, Nightmare 13, Nightmare 14, Nightmare 15. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying it at the time. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, you kind of push your character to see what nightmare level can I fit on. And ultimately, you end up on Nightmare 13. Um, and you've got the right gear set up to just survive in it. And you then just do pops, but you get more colourful things dropping on the screen. And you're like, okay, again, like, let's see what the scratch card has brought for me. Um, but it is the same thing over and over and over and over again. And that's what got a little bit boring. So I would like to see a healthy single-player campaign, lots of secrets, lots of extra things. The loot, I'd love to see something properly done with the loot that keeps the random randomness of the things um, as random as possible. But yeah, it's like how they treat the loot um, is going to be so important in this one I think um, because it's, it was handled so badly on the offset with the, the auction house the loot changed so much so epics were dropping left right and centre and Diablo 3 and I hope it's not the same thing over and over again I do get that you want to be able to sort of do loot pinatas and all that sort of stuff but again I'd like to see something a bit more with the characters about how they scale and how they move through and not just having the best build for this XYZ um, meta. Um, and of course the characters as well. Um, I don't know what they're going to bring uh, into this um, version. I think they were talking about, like, I think there was a, a technical demo, which was using Diablo 3 engine, which had a, a druid in there as well, maybe some other classes. But I'd like to see what some of the new classes are going to be in Diablo. Um, because there was always talk of Diablo 3 having more expansions and having some of the Di uh, Diablo 2 characters classes in there as well um, but yeah in general I, I want more single player focus um, just to make it a worthwhile playthrough the loot to be something that's appealing rather than just you know pinata popping um, and of course sticking to that dark um, Diablo world that we've got used to and yeah I think that's my wish list for that game ultimately I will play it um, <laughs> regardless uh, but we'll see how it sort of, sort of pans out so that's my wish list 
That's When's what it I'm out? Um, I don't think we've given a date. It's Blizzard timelines, you know. Oh, yeah, sometime <laughs> in the next decade. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's so, Diablo. That's Diablo. And, yeah. Well, I'll let you know how I get on, um, whether I drop off on Diablo 2 or not, or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm playing it. Like, it's weird because World of Warcraft is basically, you know, Diablo 2 online, you know, in an MMO. Um, and you can see so many of the things are the same, even like like when I'm playing the classic version, just seeing how the, the weapon degrades or the whatever degrades, it's exactly the same sort of mechanics you just see sort of flying out there. But yeah, it, it's, it's pointless because I've still got that on the go, but I'm enjoying it. So, uh, there we go. Right, I'm going to shut <laughs> up now. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No. Okay, good. Say goodbye, Farley. Goodbye. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Stay a while and listen. <laughs>